when you see posters up interstate or around the community that, oh, we supply freshwater turkey, turkeys at Christmas, um, and people say, oh, you know, I'm in Sydney, where can I get, where can I get some of your turkey? Is something um, I feel quite proud of. This is The Producers. I'm Anthony Huckstep. In Australia, turkey often plays second fiddle to chickens, but things are changing. An idea to have a few turkeys on the farm led Claire Longbottom down a path to breed and pasture-raise rare heritage turkeys in the Clare Valley of South Australia. These incredible birds grow slowly and are free to roam outside and embrace an active lifestyle and the proof lies in some of the most sought-after turkey in the country. We live on a farm in mid-north of South Australia. Um, it's called the town of Spalding, and it's about, it's right in between the Clare Valley and the Flinders Range, as I like to say. So I can sort of say we are, um, yeah, pretty local to the middle of SA, really. Um, it's good because we get generally get um, a decent rainfall in the middle of winter um, and then in the summer we still get uh, generally nice average summer weather so nice warm days um, for the turkeys to grow and then when it comes to winter we get enough rain for pasture to grow out in the yards where we have them free-ranging with six-foot fences so it works pretty well um, it's only a two-hour drive from Adelaide so it's quite um adaptable to getting produce down to Adelaide to customers or for transport companies they're always coming through our way so yeah it's um yeah, it's quite good and decent growing conditions on a on an average type general Australian day really. Both Claire and her husband Jason grew up raising poultry in their own families as children and both concede it's hard to imagine a farm without them. I grew up in the mid-north SA, uh, about a half an hour, 45 minutes away from where we are in Spalding. And I was on a farm. I was a, um, in a family of four girls and my mother and father were on a farm over there. And I was always, probably out of the four of us girls, the one that was always the hands-on. I was dad's boy all the time, helping him with the sheep, uh, with the farming. He was a sheep farmer as well as a cropping pastoral farmer as well so I was always very keen in being outdoors outside it meant I didn't have to be inside doing dishes or housework and I could stay out late or get days off school for um for shearing when it time came that time of year um so yeah and my husband grew up on the farm and we're still yeah on his farm now so yeah farming was always second nature and Throughout my, um, I guess, 15, 20 years or so, I've tried and dabbed in uh, office work or um, reception-type work in various areas in the Clare Valley. I, I think my heart was always knowing that I was best suited on the land, hands-on, outside, inside, vehicles, driving tractors, driving trucks, working with sheep. Um, I'm a real animal lover myself, so... I really enjoy working with our dog or working with the poultry or with any of the sheep or anything. With an appetite to grow turkeys, Claire found a breeder of rare heritage birds, jumped in the car and set off to collect them. So my husband was looking at getting some turkeys 
And it's actually, unless you know someone, it's actually quite hard to source people before Facebook came about. Um, so my husband Googled turkeys in Australia where to collect them and we found Daryl Deutscher, Deutscher's turkey farm at Dadswell Bridge. And we contacted him and that was, you know, that was only about 12 years ago or 10 years ago and that was sort of the time where you were a bit sceptical because for then who you were talking to on the phone because you didn't have, you know, the yeah concept of talking to someone that you've just found on the internet, you know, who would know these days who you'd find when you um, rang someone. So we got in touch with him and we went for a drive with the two young kids and Jason's mother and father and we bought home a trailer worth of heritage turkeys so we're going for a couple and I think we ended up with about eight or ten but when you drive eight hours in the ute you you get what you you think you might need and a few more on top when the wife's not looking and Jace gets a couple extra more so <laughs> so yeah so we started breeding our own turkeys and um I yeah one thing led to another and then we were helping Deutsch's turkey farm field contracts and I sort of always said, look, I want to crawl before I can walk, but uh, I think I've mastered walking and onto sprinting at the moment. <laughs> so I remember our first, um, our first season we got some turkeys from a bloke in the Adelaide Hills and um, that we found and, yeah, this is a big stud turkey and a couple of hens and we bred uh, naturally 16 young turkeys and then we got them processed and a bloke said, oh, you, you know, you, you could you'd be able to sell all them, like get them slaughtered. And um, so we did that and they all sold like hotcakes and then we thought, okay, well, let's do this again. And then we started realising that the natural uh, breeding system doesn't work as well as the, I guess, human-enforced human way of getting turkeys to breed um, through incubators and hatches and brooder rooms. So the next year we bred another 50 and then every year we seemed to double how many. And then it was 250 and worked out what we were doing worked. Um, but, yeah, I remember being pregnant, standing up on a ladder, holding the world mesh to make a fence so we've got turkey yards um, and just thinking, what am I doing? I'm, I'm, I'm pregnant. It's the middle of summer. I, I shouldn't be standing on a ladder helping build turkey yards but, you know, that, that's what you do when you, you marry a farmer. You, you take the good and the bad and run with it. We started off with the heritage turkey, uh, which is a general turkey, but there's a, all different colours of turkeys. There's sort of not a turkey breed. It's um, more like a coloured turkey and then there's a commercial white. So we breed all the heritage turkeys and then we also buy in um a white commercial turkey from the Ingham's Hatchery factory um, in New South Wales. So, yeah, so that's um, the types of turkeys that we have. And we breed the white commercial into our heritage bird and make a, a bigger, fatter, plumper heritage turkey so we're getting more bang for our buck while we breed them. With just 16 birds produced in their first year, Claire relied on friends and family to purchase turkey, but soon they were producing more than they could sell and needed to find a solution. So we started at, at back gate type thing, really. I had friends and family that 
me I wanted to purchase some turkey when they said we've got I said oh yeah we've got some turkey rolls oh yep yep well that will be good like that'll save me having to go anywhere you know further down the road or going into Woolworths or Foodland and you know it, we know it's fresh and we know it's local and we know there's no additives or preservatives we know it's all good and fresh and good product so we did that a bit then our butcher um, days quality meats Mike Day in Clare he supports us and processes bits and pieces for us um, and he started doing a product that we could do like sausages, schnitzels, packing up wings um, and all the drumsticks and breasts and all that sort of fillet meat and we decided to start selling at a Rarabra producers market in the Southern Flinders Ranges. So we did that for about three years until we got to the point where the quantity of product that we were producing every week was more than what we needed to be doing at the markets every Sunday once a month. And so we had to sort of stop that because then we were selling product in pallet amount rather than just box amount at the producer's market. So it sort of in three or four years, um, like, I, like I said, I was walking along like that and killing about 40 a week to now, you know, six years later, killing 200 a week at a time, sometimes three, 400 if they're smaller birds at Christmas time. Turkeys are not the only thing the Longbottoms produce on the farm and throw in three young children and life on the farm is busy from dawn to dusk. In the middle of our peak season for many time from November, December, um, for example, get up I've got three children that are 10 11 and 7 so it's first thing getting them to school um they live to go to school in the town so that's only a five minute drive to drop them off um yesterday I was uh I had to process over at Kapunda where we kill our turkeys um about 50 little birds to get taken to Adelaide today so I we caught them, my husband saw feeding turkeys, um, took them to Kapunda, came home with them and then I had to help with some sheep work because it's the time of the year where, um, yeah, there's lots of sheep work. So I was out in the yards helping draft off all the sheep and then um, came home and picked the kids up from their grandparents' house in Spalding um, and then was out boxing all the turkeys again uh, that evening to then get up in the morning um, and take the turkeys in boxes and cartons down to a transport company in Adelaide. Um, so that's just been a, a small snap of my last 24 hours and along with taking kids to tennis training in between that um, and putting a mum hat on for five minutes and then taking it off as soon as I've got it on. Turkeys are big birds and full of character, so every day delivers entertainment and the odd challenge too. So in the turkeys at times in the big yards, they're about 50 metres squared, turkey yards, and, um, you know, at one time for another there, you may need to take one out because it might be getting picked on by another. Um, and I remember being in thongs and shorts and T-shirt one summer day and going out to get this turkey. Now turkeys are funny with people's feet and attire. Um, if you're wearing your work boots or gum boots, they um, generally are okay. 
if you're wearing thongs or sand shoes and um, they're, you know, feeling pretty active, they can attack you uh, or just want to attack you at your feet and peck you. So there was this one day that I had to go out to the middle of the yard down the back and get this turkey and you have to pick it up by its legs and um, chest and carry it out. So this bird is probably weighing about 25 kilo live. And these turkeys are big and white and there's about 200 in the yard or so, whatever fitted at the time. And I've had to carry this turkey out. Now, here I am, a grown woman, running out the yard, screaming like a little kid that these turkeys are going to attack me. (laughs) After growing up with poultry and everything all my life, um, running away from a big turkey is not something to do. You want to hope that someone drives past and sees because it's quite a scary feeling with a pinch of stupid feeling on top. Um, and another one was uh, our business gets audited every year by PERSA and meet safety. So we had a gentleman come out and do our audit one year and um, we'd made these really great, what we thought were really great water covers for our troughs because you need to stop and eliminate any way of other uh, avian species coming in to your property, into your water to eliminate disease. Anyway, he, oh, yep, okay. So we went outside and was having a look around and he said, oh, yeah, but he's looking from the fence. And my husband said, well, you've got to come and see these like water troughs. Like I've, I've spent heaps of time and, you know, they're really good and we're really are pretty proud of them. Like, can you come and have a look? And he sort of was very hesitant and um, stood about a metre behind my husband the whole time and, oh, yes, yep, 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 they, yep, they look really good. Okay, no worries. Yep, we, we're finished here now. And he got out and I think he was out of there like a shot. He was that petrified of him. It wasn't funny. <laughs> well, like, hang on a second, you're meant to be, you know, the, the boss man for poultry auditing our business. But, yeah, so that was um, that's always quite, you know, comical that we, we feel. Claire believes it's a myth that turkeys are hard to cook. You just need to know what you're doing. To me, it's uh, it's all about how you cook it and it's people not knowing and because they only think they cook it at Christmas time, they only do it once a year. So they don't think if I keep doing it all the year round at Christmas time, I'll know what to do. But the best thing to do is to keep it just moist, um, cook it with uh, water baths, um, roast it or cover the drumsticks on a whole turkey just to keep the um, moisture in Um, also seasoning with not just dry breadcrumbs but like a citrus or fruit or anything inside it which will also give it its flavor Um, and bathing it in the juices that you're cooking it in whether it's a citrus juice or something Um, just really yeah just really giving it some um, care to make it not dry out rather than stick it in the oven and leaving it for two hours and thinking, oh, it's dry. Well, you know, if you, you know, so will a chook be if you do the same. But, you know, if you put all the seasonings, the um, moisture of butter or oil over the top to give it the flavoursome as well, it will really, you know, do it wonders and keep it moist, um, which is what a lot of people do when they buy a product. They get information from me on how to cook it or the best way to cook it. Um, And then I haven't ever really had anyone complain. I've always ever had great reviews back from, you know, family and friends and customers and 
you know, just a random customer for a couple hours away will drive and say, oh, I want to get your turkey again. Where can I get it? And we are, just go to your local butcher. (laughs) Having both grown up on farms, Claire and her husband, Jason, know the challenges and benefits of farm life. My husband and I get along pretty well 99% of the time as any marriage do that work together. Um, I have friends that say, oh, I could never work with my husband 24-7 like you do. And um, I said, well, we just, you know, I think we've both got the same ways in mind of growing up on the farm. Not a lot of women did grow up on their farm or had a lot to do with their dad and their farming ways of life, but I did. So I feel that that's benefited me to know that, you know, work needs to be done. We are going to have to be out here shearing to 11 o'clock at night so then the next day we can start doing this with the turkeys. Um, But, yeah, family uh, all around us, which is great. So Jason's um, brother and sister, one in Clare, one in Spalding as well, um, are always very helpful when it means to either, whether it means to help with the kids or take a delivery somewhere or take product somewhere or help catch the birds. Um, Jason's brother is always very good to help catch the product, uh, catch the birds with us before um, slaughter. Um, and my uh, and his yeah parents have always been very supportive and helped everything that he you know wanted to achieve be achievable. Um, and I don't think you can run a business like this without that. We haven't um, I guess had to. Uh, employ anyone on farm as such Um, but yeah it just means that everyone has to get along Um, it has its downfalls at times I guess because yeah I might think one thing and someone might think another and you just have to learn to compromise with each other and work together because there's really you know when you live on the farm and you work on the farm your farm from the day the morning you wake up to the night you go to sleep So it's pretty full on. Adding turkeys to the overall mix has had a surprising impact on Claire, who can't imagine life without them. It's really made it a lot meaningful as it feels like I've got a purpose. Um, For a while you're there when I was having children working on and off out of a childcare centre that I did for a bit or a kindergarten where I used to work there for a bit. I really had to stop anything like that because I just didn't have time it really um consumed it's consumed a lot of my life really like it really um has changed the way we eat we eat turkey nine times out of ten um because we've got it readily available um and I guess if I feel that if we're eating obviously we think it's great I'd be worried if people are producing a food and not eating it themselves like I think that's you know, very important to be able to um, be proud and proud of what they've produced. So we eat turkey all the time, which I hadn't, you know, done a lot of except for when I was a child. My mum used to say we used to eat turkey at Christmas and Easter. Um, So, yeah, and it's just changed the way we think of how we spend our money or what we're going to be doing for this week to that week, from this month to that month or how our day will change or how my husband has to juggle and um, schedule uh, farming now. Um, his, we share farm with his brother and their family. So, yeah, it has changed a lot of dynamics in 
you know, the way we farm and when and how and what what fits into when and what time of month is best to be doing something else. So, yeah, it's changed a lot of things and taught me to learn how to juggle so many things at a time um, and taught me that I need to learn how to, um, you know, be time manageable with everything along with fitting in the kids as well. The leap of faith in a product that is still small scale in Australia has given Claire great connections in the community and a real belief in backing your instincts. We're proud of ourselves in the way that our, our friends and community always um, will applaud us for taking that leap of um, diversity um, and trying something new. Um, a lot of the farmers are all just sheep or cropping or cropping or just sheep. And we've really taken a um, taken out a risk to try something else, try something new, um, you know, have an extra uh, something to fall on for the farming um, family if anyone wants to take it on as they grow up. Um, and I'm proud to see our product when you see posters up interstate or around the community that, oh, we supply freshwater turkey, turkeys at Christmas, um, you know, and people say, oh, you know, I'm in Sydney, where can I get where can I get some of your turkey? And, you know, to be able to say people uh, on the other side of the country are requesting our product is something um, I feel quite proud of and that the work that we've gone into with it being a family uh, own and grown family business um, starting from scratch to making it something that's now Australia-wide just about on the is, yeah, something quite amazing that when I tell someone, oh, I've just had a customer ring from Melbourne wanting our turkey, you know, they go, oh, my goodness, like, that's a, that's amazing, how exciting. So that's, you know, that then goes, oh, yeah, this is pretty cool. <laughs> I love being outdoors. Um, I love I love working with the animals as it means I get to work with my dog. I love my dog. We've got a great uh, border collie who is... Um, half a person on farm but we don't know how we do things without it she helps shift turkeys from uh pen to pen um i love it that you know i don't i don't have to work every single day in office with four walls and get looking at the computer screen and getting tired and um yeah i enjoy spending time with my husband there's a lot of people that don't spend a lot of time with their own family or their own husband or wife and you know i'm gonna not be able to say oh you know I hardly spent any time with him like I can always be proud and happy and grateful that I've got to spend you know a lot of working hours and um, socializing with him with good and bad times but yeah that's a really great thing and I love having something that my children can watch and learn that if you put in the hard work you will receive the rewards at the end um, all going to plan so yeah, I think it's important that it's good that children are seeing hard work and if they start young, they'll inherit that in themselves like my husband and I did. Thanks to the long bottoms, the perceptions of Turkey are shifting. As consumers not only experience and embrace it with greater knowledge, they're realising the unique eating qualities too. This is The Producers, 
a Deep in the Weeds production. I'm Anthony Huckstep. Stay tuned as we share the stories of producers, farmers, makers and growers, the true lifeblood of the food industry. Follow us on Instagram at Producers Podcast or email us at producerspodcast at deepintheweeds.com.au.